vibe so sweet, I feel like Cody. Hello, friends, and welcome back to This Blonde Can Talk About Anything. You know, I keep saying welcome back, assuming that you've been here before. But if you haven't, and this is your first time, welcome to the show. Um, I have a very special guest for you this week, and I'm going to get to that. Before I do, I just have to say a few things really quick. Um, First of all, the state of our world right now is absolute chaos. Um, I am the granddaughter of a Korean War veteran. So when I hear about war and um, the things that are going on in, in the Ukraine right now, it does sort of hit home because um, if you know me, I talk about my grandpa on a weekly basis and he was very proud of his service and I was very proud of him and I was very inspired by him in every aspect of my life. And I often wondered if he ever knew what he was going into battle for. And I'm wondering if these people who are blowing up the Ukraine are aware of what they are fighting for, because it certainly is not anything good. Um, that being said, send all your you know prayers, good vibes, whatever it is you believe in to the people of Ukraine, because they could really use it right now. And um, that's what makes this week's guest perfect um, for this week, because the world couldn't really use some positivity. And I am going to tell you who it is. Just give me like a couple seconds. I just got to gloss over a few things. It's me. I talk a lot. So first of all, Tom Brady is making a freaking movie with like Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, um, Rita Moreno and Sally Field. Like that's insane. And I'm so excited that he's making a movie. It's called 80 for Brady. Not really sure what, what it's all about at this point. I mean, I haven't read it. He's producing it. So I haven't read the script. He's producing it. And I'm very excited about that. And I am currently manifesting that Tom and I are going to make a film together um, soon. Also wanted to say congratulations to uh, Jessica Chastain on her SAG award win uh, this week. And an even bigger congratulations to first time winner, um, <laughs> Will Smith, who, as far as I'm concerned, is as good as Denzel Washington on any given day. Um, I watched this man, you know, stand up on stage with tears in his eyes. And there were, I was also, you know, had tears also because just he's so incredible and so underappreciated. So it was really nice to see him finally get that appreciation as an actress and as somebody who has long admired Will Smith. And even though you didn't win, Andrew Garfield, you are my winner. When I see you, my heart goes tick, tick, boom, every time. All right. <laughs> so this week on the show, we have comedic Koei, who is beloved by 4.8 million people on TikTok alone. So you probably, you might just be here because you love Cody. You might be here because you love me. And if you're here because you love me, I invite you to fall in love with Cody, um, through our conversation because he is just such a wonderful human being with so much, um, like a, such a beautiful spirit and so much kindness and, and jo joyful insight to offer the world. So I am going to, uh, you know, bring Cody in and we're going to chat about what it's like to do what he does, which is essentially just bring laughter to the world. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. If you're comedic Cody fans, and if you're not, and you're new, I'm really excited for you to discover this wonderful human being. And I want to thank, um, everyone who 
obsessively um, requested that Cody do the show because, you know, I reached out thinking he might be like, now I'm good. And he was like, no, let's do it. And here we are. I want to get to know you. So um, you are like 27 years old and like a huge star on TikTok. No, no, I am 27. You have 42 million of yeah, 4.2 million followers and 86 million likes or on your it's, TikTok. And you don't think that's major? I mean, it's it's big, but it, it's so surreal. It, it's it's amazing. It's a big family. It's a big family. Right, for sure. And so from what I understand is you started this like at the beginning of the pandemic, just kind of like for fun. And you didn't really expect that this was going to happen. Absolutely not. No, I, what, February of 2020, I started it. And um, I, I feel bad now because thinking of uh, comedic Cody, I was like, well, that's me calling myself funny, but it's just funny skits that I'll be making. And for the first five months, it was just like, it, nothing really happened. So I was like, oh, well, this is just, I'm just having fun. It doesn't matter if, if hardly anyone sees it. It's like, what do I have to lose? And then that first video popped off and it's just, the rest is history. But yeah, the pandemic was probably the biggest reason. Cause I mean, we were all stuck in the house. We all started getting on TikTok because me personally, I was like, oh, it's just a bunch of kids lip syncing and dancing and stuff like that. I'm going to just try a new approach and do comedy. And here we are. Yeah. But that's, I mean, you were previously you were working in pharmaceuticals. So what made you want to go into doing comedy? Like who inspired that? Honestly, um, for years, and I, I don't want to sound like arrogant or anything, but I've had people tell me that I would I should do stand up and I should do this. And um, one of my friends actually said that I should try TikTok and just get on it, do some dances, do like the trending stuff because it can get your name out there. And I was like, I, I don't, that's not me at all. And uh, I just, I thought of an idea while I was at work one day and uh, got home and did what everybody was telling me to do and just tried a video. And I, I haven't ever had the confidence really to, uh, to pursue anything in comedy, but I've always listened to the people around me and they're like, hey, you should just try it. So I feel like when others put their confidence in me, it gives me the confidence to actually do it. So, um, yeah, definitely some some close friends and um, random people at CBS were like, you should try comedy. So I just gave it a shot. and Here we are. It, I, don't it's think crazy. That's, I don't think that's arrogant at all that you well, would say I, that. I didn't want to say like I didn't want to sound like, oh, well, everybody said that I was funny. So I was like, maybe I am like that kind of thing, because I don't know. But. Um, yeah, I just kind of listened to everyone around me and gave it a shot. Just winged it and took a risk for sure. I mean, it paid off for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it, it has. It really has. It's a. It's honestly a dream come true. Honestly. But you know what? It, it's a. It's okay just to admit that you're funny or that you're talented or whatever. Because I'm an actor, and I also for like a very long time was sorry, my cat was not, you know, so confident in, in going into audition rooms and things like that. And like, I was, you know, more overweight than I am now. And I was like, well, what right do I have to even be in here? And I had acting teachers who would be like, I don't like your hair. And I was like, I'm not here to learn about hair. Like, you know, 
And then I, I finally got to LA and met people like, you know, Quentin Tarantino and, and Brian Cranston and people who just saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. And then one day Brian told me, if someone asks you you're, if you're talented, whether you believe it or not, you better say yes. And I was like, well, why? Oh, absolutely. You know? And he's yeah. like, because if you believe that you're talented, they're going to believe you. But don't tell them yes if you don't believe it, because if you don't believe it, nobody's going to believe it. So I'm glad that you that you did pursue this and you did believe in yourself, because I've heard from a lot of some of them are kids whose lives are like radically changed and like they, they feel better about themselves and they want to they want to pursue things because of what you did. Like, how does it feel to know that you, when someone tells you, you know, you changed my life? It uh, it takes everything in me not to cry every time I hear it. <laughs> It's even in person when when people come up and hug me and tell me that mm -hmm. it's just being that person that I needed when I was younger is everything that I ever strive to do because you never know. And and people always say, like, you see people with tens of millions of followers and they always talk about their fans and all these other things. And they don't really take in the aspect of getting that person like letting that person in like when you meet that person live so you have tens of millions of followers but when you see them in person you just take a quick picture and walk away I I could never no matter how big this ever gets some it, it blows my mind how people forget that we are here because of those that support us so it's it's honestly strength in numbers we're all in it together and when people tell me that it, ah, oh, it makes my heart sink in the best way possible because they don't understand how much they've helped me and how much they've saved me. So hearing that I've helped them is, ah, oh, everything I could have ever wished for. Honestly, it it's surreal to say the least. Have you been on the other side of that yet, where you got to meet the person who like inspired you the most to do that and got to tell them that like thank you? Um. I mean, not necessarily anyone like on a higher platform, like my favorite comedian or anything like that. But um, everyone that's actually told me like, hey, I knew you could do it. I don't know why you ever doubted yourself. Absolutely. Um, and I've been able to meet hundreds, maybe thousands of people just out in person, walking around at the mall, coming to a show and just get to like sit down and talk with them and that's it's been awesome it's been awesome I've, I've got to thank everyone that's, that's got me here for sure yeah I've been lucky enough to be on that other side of where you get to thank that person and I'll never forget it because I remember thinking I don't have any business being in this room and I you know I'm a you know, foolish kid thing. I'm like, I'm going to go to the film festival and I'm going to meet my favorite actor because there's not going to be 10,000 other people there who want to meet him. And he's going to have all the time in the world. And it didn't happen. And I was disappointed. And I tell this story all the time because a lot of people think that like, you know, when you have a disappointment, then it just ends there. But this woman came over and she was like, let me get your contact information. And like six months later, she reached out to me for, to help her with something. And she ended up introducing me to Brian Cranston, who I was trying to meet that day. And mm -hmm. he let me in, in like one second before I even said anything, he looked at me and I was like, hi. And he said, what's wrong with you? And I said, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with me. And I was, I was battling depression at the time. 
and he just he could see it because he had been there and within like two seconds he was like hugging me and he was like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna and he kept his word and then a year later I got to go to a premiere of his film and I wasn't on the fan side I mean I went to a premiere that night but I wasn't on the fan side this time and I got to watch Brian literally stay outside for an hour signing for everyone because he wanted to make sure everyone left with something and there are yes. not a lot of people in the business like that so it's beautiful that you have this mentality and I hope that it stays that way because it's so oh, if it was if it would have left it would have been gone I probably you think so oh absolutely I will you will never see that change unless it becomes a security issue I'm going right. to do everything I can for everyone that is right beside me that's amazing for sure but that's awesome you got to experience that that's a hell of a story that's awesome it is it is and and like this but this is all before tiktok you know i'm like you had friends and stuff people like that that were like believing in you and whatever before i you know i had like my mom and then my friends were like you know i think acting it's that's kind of like really a long shot and right. then I was in just in L.A. walking down the street and Quentin Tarantino pulls over his car. And I'm like, in like 19, like 30, this happens in 20, in 20, like 16, they don't in 20, 2016, 20, I don't remember the year that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So that for me was like, you know, God or the universe or whatever's way, because I wanted to quit that day of saying, yeah. this is not your time to quit. You just have to work a little bit more. I don't right. have the luxury of being able to go on TikTok and act and get discovered because they're not. They, they discover talent there, but it's mostly dancing or comedy. Like they're not looking for the next big drama star. So, mm. so you're lucky that in that sense that you have had that platform. And I've watched your videos and they honestly are so funny. So if like anyone has a bad ah, day, they can just go sit there and like, you know, just keep scrolling. And it's like, and I feel like it's, it's genuine comedy and it's not like, you know, perverted or well, I mean, it's, it's pretty clean for the most yeah, part. I try to keep it fairly clean. Yeah. For the most part, I, I try to. I have a, I have a different like side to comedy, and that's more so in my stand-up. But you can't say anything like that on. I could do it on Instagram, but not TikTok. You can't. I can't get away with anything on there. So <laughs> no, I just, I just no, keep it clean. You can't, but like seventy-year-old grandmas in a bikini—that's fine. No, no absolutely. Problem <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll stay in so, my lane. I'll stay in my lane. So you're on a tour right now, right? The com- the comedic comedic yep. relief tour. Comedic relief tour, my very first tour. Yeah. And when is that ending? So right now, um, I'm either we're we're trying to finalize either my Texas show in June or a three day stretch in California in October. So if oh, wow. we bring it out to October, then I'll of course have august september all of that so if not then it'll it'll end in june like june 25th in texas i thought this was like a smaller tour and then you were going on like something bigger because your manager had mentioned that you're going on like a bigger tour but you're keeping the same name yeah what? yeah how did you come up with the name i like it um so basically and i'll be explaining it in like probably in my first few lines of the stand-up I think comedic relief because comedic, of course, I was like not thinking anything was going to come from that name and it ended up making a name for itself. So I wanted to keep that aspect. Um, And then relief, I was just thinking we need to laugh now more than ever. 
with everything going on in the world. And even if it's, I, I'm not really a traditional stand-up comic. I'm more so of like a storytelling. It's not like joke, 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 joke. It's like story punch, story punch kind of thing. So it's more like a, almost a therapy session with humor. I, I could address it as for sure. But yeah, comedic relief, I wanted to keep half the name and then just kind of remind everyone that while they're in that room and I'm up on stage, we are away from everything going on outside. So it's, it's like a nice relief kind of thing. So I think it's decently clever. It was uh, yeah. almost the Asuefo God tour. So I think it's, I think it's decently clever. I, I like it. And I like the way that, that you described that because similarly for me, you know, like when I've, when I've, sometimes, you know, you're having like the worst day of your life and you watch a movie and it's like for two hours, Robert De Niro is your best friend. And for those two hours, you don't remember that, uh, you know, something hurts or you're struggling with something. So it's you the get same away from thing. Everything. And what mm-hmm. I love is I think you remind me of someone that I actually like I grew up admiring simple plan and no one no one cares about like the drummer the guitarist they want to talk to the singer and I was like no I want to talk to their drummer because when I was young I remember going to their show and I remember he got up from the drum kit and he went all the way up to the to the nosebleeds and he was touching hands of everyone and I wanted to talk to him about that and I was like why did you do that like what what possessed you to do that and he's like, I wanted everybody to know that we were all in the same room and just because they couldn't ah. afford a front row seat. And he, and to this day, he's like, I, when people come up to me and say my music saved their life, like, I still can't believe it, but I'm so glad that, that it did. And so yes. it's like, you know, comedy, music, like film, television, sports, even it has so, so much power to, to honestly save lives. Like, I think to some degree, even more than therapy because some people don't want to sit down with a therapist but they might it's be okay with sitting down yeah exactly it's an outlet to get away from all of that and it's it's nice to just sit down and remember that we are all human and nobody is bigger than the next person we might have an opportunity to go out and more people notice us but no one is better than the next person every single person on this earth knows something we don't know you go up to a stranger on the sidewalk in the store on an airplane they know something you don't know, whether they have a $10 million house or they're homeless. Everyone knows something we don't know. And you're never going to have that opportunity if you think you're bigger than someone to even have a conversation with them. So that that's awesome that he does that. And he actually takes the time to remind everyone like, hey, we are that's that's amazing. I live for that. And I live by that. that that's that's awesome. That is awesome. And you, but it sounds like that to me, like you're the same thing. And that's really, I just think that's I so hope so. brilliant. I hope so. I mean, you, you know, there may be a day where you will have to leave a show without, you know, being able to hug someone or something because they do, it does happen. It, but ha- I, it I, has I, happened. Yeah. Oh. But I don't think that from what I'm hearing and from what I've seen, I don't think anybody will ever leave your show without feeling different like they before they came into the room which is the same way that I address any like a movie or a concert you should always leave feeling like you're a different a changed version of yourself it should leave you changed what goes through your your mind like before during and after like one of these shows so I love this so it's weird before I can't tell you how many shows like last year and then even this year since it started in February um, 
before the show, I'm like, I'm going to throw up and pass out. I can't do this show. Like, and I've been in front of over a thousand people. I've been in front of 700 people. I've been in front of 10 people. Like it, I am always so nervous because I want to make sure no matter how many people are out there, I want to make sure that they enjoy themselves. And I want to make sure that they remember that I'm normal and I'm, I'm just another person. And I want them to have a good time. I want them to feel like they can get away from all their problems. So before the shows, I'm always like, oh gosh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Because you hear the parts where they're about to bring you out and then your song starts. And then that's when my parents describe it as I turn into a different person. It's, it's so surreal because as soon as I get up on stage, and I see everyone, everything turns off. I just, it, it's honestly just, it goes. And it's, I don't have to think, I'm not nervous anymore. All of that just drops and I'm like, let's have fun. And it's, it's so, it's such an incredible feeling because no matter what I've done in my life, no matter how long I was in school, how hard I worked to get into corporate when I did get my job. I have never felt so in place in my life, no matter what I've done. As soon as I step up there and see everybody or they, they hug me before the show during a meet and greet. And it just, I I'm so nervous, but then I'm like a lot of the people that are there with me go through the same type of, struggles that I had growing up so it's like we're all in this together we none of us have anything to be nervous about like when people come up to me and they're shaking I make sure I do something so weird or so awkward to make them more comfortable I'll just start dancing and they're like what a weirdo and they're not nervous anymore so it's just something to that aspect to where if it makes me uncomfortable for the past three four years I try to chase it whether it be heights or standing up on stage because I know in college, my public speaking was like, I had bombed. I did so, I was so nervous because if you get up there and you start thinking, you're done. So the, during the show, it's, it's so surreal. It, it's like twilight zone. And then after it's almost like, man, I, I hate that. I, I want to stay up there kind of thing. So it's, it, I've never, I've never felt so in place in my life. It's, it's an amazing feeling that it, it's almost hard to describe, but that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. Have you had For like sure. an embarrassing moment on stage yet? Oh yeah. 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 Um, I was in shoot. Where was I? I think I was in North Carolina. I was telling a medical story about in pharmacy school, I, uh, I got to sit in with a physician and he was doing a prostate exam and he, uh, he was feeling the prostate. This is pretty gross. Sorry. And he was like, do you want to, do you want to feel the mass that I'm talking about? And I looked at him and I'm like, Hey, if, if somebody comes into CVS asking me to feel, feel on their prostate, I'm in the wrong profession, buddy. I'm good. And that joke, did, I mean, it got quiet as hell because I used the exact terminology that the doctor was giving me. 
So I had to like, I told the whole story and then I basically told the story again and just broke it down. Like, Hey, this doctor wanted me to fill on this dude's prostate. And then they, <laughs> they started laughing. But the first half of that joke, they were like, what, <laughs> what, what is that? And I kind of just told it again, but for the most part, it's, um, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I've had a couple of embarrassing, but it's more so of like a joke that I just tested and it didn't work out as planned. But other than that, nothing, nothing too bad. Nothing too bad. I once had an acting teacher ask me like, what was the most embarrassing moment of your life? And I was like, well, my whole life's like a, a running gag. And then he was like, I think you're more funny when you're not acting. And I was like, yeah, well, like I, I had just, I was, yeah. I had just started. I didn't, I don't even think I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But, but oh, I still don't, I but still I didn't don't. let it, I, I didn't let it stop me from doing it. Like I kept going back every week because I knew that I loved it so much that I wasn't going to let like one person who I don't want to put their, them down or put their career down, but a person whose career never really got off the ground. I'm not going to let somebody like that tell me what I can't do. So I, yeah. I took what they said and I, for what it was worth. And I, you know, sort of moved on for, for all <coughs> the good that you do with, you know, with your TikToks and all the people who like, just love you. How do you deal with hate? Cause I, I see there's a little bit of that too. Yeah. And that, um, that honestly didn't happen until probably the August. I, once it started getting past a million is when I started seeing it. And honestly, it, it's the struggles that I went through when I was younger helped me so much today. And I always preach about this because the people that are supporting me are who I, who I do it for. Because at my shows, one of the first things that I say is like, I understand people don't like me. And I understand people have come to the show because they want to boo me. And I promise you, if you start booing me, I will boo with you because there are no refunds. I'll boo with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like the people that came to have a good time and get away from all of their stress do not want to hear somebody in the audience like Cody's doing so bad up there you're right boo I'll boo with you let's boo together I'll walk you to your car but you're you're still $30 out of your pocket okay <laughs> like it, I don't mean that but it's it's always I can't throw stones at every dog that barks if I sit here and listen to all the hate and the negativity, it's going to put me in a hole and that's going to drive me away from the people that have been telling me, hey, Cody, your videos have changed my life. Hey, your videos saved my 13-year-old daughter from committing suicide. Like that, oh, just talking about that because I've been there and it's, it's the people that don't know me that tend to not like me the most. Because if you just take time to sit down with me and if you look at my Instagram, 100% I look like a douchebag, 100%. (laughs) Like, oh, I do, it's okay. It's all like the modeling stuff. So it's it's normally the people that haven't taken the time to actually have a conversation with me or, or sit down with me because I will not feed into that sort of energy and I, I won't take the time to even respond to it on social media because people that are going through things, they don't want to hear about the people that are talking crap on me either because they're coming to my page to laugh or to smile or 
to be motivated, inspired, stuff like that. And if they see me upset, they're going to be like, oh, well, what's going on with that person? And then they're going to start attacking that person. And it's an eye for an eye. And that doesn't make anyone feel better. Attacking someone for attacking you literally leads you nowhere. And I have a bad past of that. I would react and I would, I would be an emotional thinker as opposed to a strategical thinker. So I would act on emotion rather than principle. And that just got me nowhere. Putting that extra energy into people talking negatively about me, literally, there was no momentum. There was no forward motion from that. So I try to focus on making people smile, making people laugh, just being that getaway, that outlet. So anyone that's like just doing that negative stuff, that hating on me stuff, it's it used to bother me. I mean, I used to be on every medication known to man and in therapy, suicide watch because of all that. And now I have a, a very small circle and that's all. I mean, I used to think popularity was huge. It means it, it doesn't mean anything if it's not the right people. So you got to be surrounded by good people and it's, it's quality over quantity. And I just, I've stood by that for sure. Absolutely. I, that's all, that all resounds with me. I've also, um, I've also tried to commit suicide, which was a stupid, I tried it once. It was the stupidest thing I ever did. And I have, and I've lost friends to it and it's, it's awful. Um, yeah. But I don't want to take up too much every time. So I'm going to bring Riley in here because she has. Okay, sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. yeah. There we go. It's on, it should be on. Okay. It okay. is. I can hear you. <laughs> you think I would know by now how to work Zoom. Right. Okay. So Riley is a nursing student and she's a very dear friend of mine. I love her. And I know you guys had like quite an interesting interaction on Instagram the other day. Riley was rapping. rapping. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, So your manager mentioned that when you do the tour, you're actually planning on doing um, like a, a segment, if you will, where you're going to ask people, do you have something going on? Like mental, you want to bring mental health into it. So um, Riley has a mental health question. Absolutely. Okay. So from like the medical, like since you were in medical, the medical field, what advice would you have for somebody dealing with like the stress of like being in some form of medical school and then like going into the medical field? Because it's a lot. It is. And I know, so are you going for your RN? Is that what you're doing? Um, I'm starting out with practical nursing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I will probably end up going for RN. Um, with the medical field, I've noticed statistically speaking, it's more so for the love of the job. And mm-hmm. I tell people it's, it's like a tattoo. You're going through that pain, but you know the end result. So you have to be willing to put in that work, put in that mental capacity to get to that end result. Um, nursing school is not easy. Practical is not easy. Like any form, even if you're an LPN, a, a, what is it, a CPN? Yeah, that sounds right. CPA, what is it? Something, yes. I. Yeah, so any, any, any form of medical work or really any job, um, you've just gotta be willing to see the bigger picture and the, the longer run. Did Riley freeze on us? Oh no, she's still there. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, you have to you have to see it like a tattoo. You've got to be willing to go through that pain and 
all of those other things to get to the end result for sure. It's stressful, but it's worth it. That's what you have to keep in mind. If it's, Mm -hmm. if you're chasing something that you love, keep that in mind, every exam, every, all of it. You've just got to keep that in mind that in the long run, you're going to do what you're loving to do and it's all worth it. Hopefully I just say, I, the last couple of weeks have really gotten harder. So I just want to say thank you because your videos have really helped be like a de-stressor. And when I've been like stressed out, I just like go and watch them for a little bit and calm down. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad it helps because Lord knows I, I know that you could use a de-stressor. That junk is not easy. It is not easy. But it gets harder before it gets better. And you know that because... Again, not to scare you or anything, but about 99% of what I learned in school, I did not practice. Not because I wasn't following the rules. It's just because it was unnecessary. Like all the muscle groups in Latin and what interacts with this and how to clean a chemo van and how to compound an alcohol to cream base. And then I go to work and they're like, what's the best vitamin for my hair? Like, bro, I, like, um, I didn't, I didn't need to know a good chunk of what I learned. Like how much water do I drink with Mucinex? I don't know. Drink <laughs> some water. I'm not a nutritionist. I, well, how much water are you drinking, bro? Like what? Like people come in. Oh, I broke my arm. Go to the hospital. What are you talking? Why are you in CVS right now? You need to leave Walmart. Like, what are you doing? It's crazy. And even my friends will be like, oh, well, you're a doctor. Yeah, but there's different kinds. Like, we can't just jump to conclusions. Can you fix Cody, my, my nose is broken bleeding. That tooth? sucks. <laughs> yeah, like what? Cody, will you like, pull a like wisdom they're... tooth? I, I won't. I don't even know <laughs> where they are. <laughs> I don't either. I feel like the Rodney uh, videos are actually true. Oh, they're based on true events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, that's, think, uh, I can I can never go back to the pharmacy because I'm probably not allowed. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> like, Riley, I think in all comedy and just acting in general, there's always an element of self. You just don't want people to know that. Like, even when you're there's playing a, little like a truth in every joke. person. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. a little truth in every joke. Well, Cody, oh. I am so appreciative that you did this that you oh, took the time to do this me. and that you, and that Riley could join because I know how much she really loves you and she's going I think to one of your shows oh yeah I'm going to, I, I'm, I you're not coming to Missouri so I'm driving to Texas the Arlington show in June you're going to Texas <laughs> yeah never are been. you in Missouri yes you're driving how far of the drive is that without like stopping it's almost nine hours crazy well we'll make sure we take care of you when you get there yeah make sure you give her like a big we- hug yeah for sure that's gonna be a big show i'm excited arlington i know is- josh said that's the one he's going to yeah they got tickets uh two days ago yeah and they're they're gonna head down to texas i am texas always has been amazing so i'm excited to see you there are you going to get on stage and rap? Yes! <laughs> Please do if it. Not, I won't be there, but... If not, stay at home, Riley. Okay? If you're not okay, coming to rap... Just... 
headline dogs are great yes and that's all and then just pass them like that and i'll take from there if you come to toronto you know i know some good jokes like uh no i don't (laughs) no i don't (laughs) i I was trying to think of this good good joke that someone told me once i can't remember oh it was a termite walked into a bar and said is the bartender here that's the joke because a termite eats wood, so is the bartender here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, end it with that. <laughs> yikes. No. And this is why we love Canada, okay? Because they're so sweet. They're so nice. Even, even when they bomb a joke. So oh, nice. Well. well, again, thank you both for joining me. Like, I always say that my guests are so much fun because I'm really lucky to book people who are a lot of fun. But Cody was just like a next level kind of fun, like a totally different kind of fun. And a shout out to my girl, Riley, Riley Curtis, who is an incredibly beautiful human. Um, she's, as I said, a medical student. She's got such a beautiful soul and is definitely the biggest comedic Cody fan. I think I know. <laughs> so it was really nice to bring her on and have her ask a question and like ha- see them, ha- witness them have such a genuine connection and interaction. It really speaks to what a wonderful person they uh, Cody is, or that they both are. So now that you've you know sat through all this, um, I I just want to tell you that if you are not already following Cody, you can find him on TikTok and Instagram at comedic Cody C O M E D I C C O D Y. Pretty pretty simple, right? (laughs) Um, And you can also get tickets to his tour, which we talked to um, at www.comediccody.com, where you'll find, you know, links to all his shows and you can get tickets and I think meet and greets. Um, There's cameo and all that stuff that you can you know, his YouTube channel, anywhere that you can, that you want to connect with Cody or that you can connect with Cody is available on his website, comedicody.com. I uh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend him as a human being, just really, really solid entertainer and a solid human being with what I believe to be a genuine heart of absolute gold like he's just wonderful so I hope you enjoyed that little chat because I really enjoyed it and it filled my heart with a lot of uh, joy and positivity and we really need that right now so everyone just keep strong and keep smiling because I know there's a lot going on right now but um you know things can't things cannot always go well and they cannot always go wrong so just remember that um, I'd like to thank my sponsors, the TB12 method, who still have no idea that they're sponsoring my show. <laughs> um, Michael Solberg Family Wines. You can check them out on www.michaelsolbergfamilywines or on Instagram or TikTok as Michael Solberg Family Wines. Pretty easy to find. And um, before I forget, hello, Bobby, my biggest fan. Uh, love you. Sorry that I forgot to mention you two weeks ago and then got a text message of you blowing me up. <laughs> I have really great supportive friends who um, want to be like quasi famous or something. I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you also check out my friend. Uh, you know him best as Baron Corbin of WWE's shop on Etsy. It is www.etsy.com slash ignorant underscore 
gentlemen and try their you know their apparel and their their amazing coffee just try out their stuff you're gonna love it i love it and i'm not even a gentleman <laughs> thank you so much for spending another like solid 45 minutes with me it really means a lot this is episode 43 or 44 i'm not sure i'm never sure because you know i probably should have failed math <laughs> Seems like I can't count from one to 43. I'll figure out what episode this is by next week so that when I, you know, introduce the show, I can say this is episode da da da. Um, if you're listening to this on the host website, I really need to start remembering to mention this at the beginning. Click out and go watch it on, you know, like iTunes, Instagram, uh, not iTunes and Instagram, Jesus, iTunes, <laughs> iHeart, uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Oh, and also, um, why am I drawing blanks today? Also on Spotify. <laughs> All the links are on my Twitter page, A Blonde Who Talks, A-B-L-O-N-D-E-W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. Some good news for those of you who have been asking me when Alyssa Bonagura is going to be on the show. I talked to Alyssa this week. We are really working hard on nailing a date down. So again, thank you for being with me. I hope you have a great day, month, year, week, life, whatever, depending on if you plan on uh, listening to the show again. My name is Melanie with two L's. I genuinely appreciate that you are sitting here and hanging out with me. I really love all of you. Thank you so much again and uh, have an awesome rest of your day. Please just leave me alone. Hey. Hey. Man, my life's so sweet. I feel like So sweet, I feel like Cody.